Right. Let's get down to business. We have a chalkboard behind us, but the chalk doesn't work. The, chalk, the breakable chalk, very flimsy chalk. But you can see that we've already got some some key words. Really, down. this is a mood board. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they would have this in a business meeting or a script meeting, exactly. maybe per se. Let, let, <laughs> It's good to have a visual. A little visual. It's always good to have a visual alongside the words, the important words. Look at that beautiful jail. Jail, baby. Yeah, drawn. I did a jail. I've done, a, I've about done jail. a stunning tree. It's a beautiful. In, in fact, tree house. Tree maybe house. we could just do a little house next a to it as well. House. Little house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. So this episode was called "Too Much Birthday." Mm-hmm. It is almost an example of. An adult's version of a child getting so excited and having so many high expectations for their big day, and then it just him having a tantrum, having to go to bed at four p.m. Absolutely, I mean, Kendall couldn't have come across as more like an infantilized sort of uh, princeling in oh this episode, could he? No, it was just tragic. His whole development in this episode, even the way that they dressed him in that mm. atrocious. A bomber jacket with the was it a helicopter on the back or something like that? I the thought spaceship. it was a flying saucer. Yeah, it was a spa- it was a flying saucer, and I mean every uh, everything about um, the way that he was pacing around, um, just he had he really had the demeanor of a seven year old yeah. um, at a birthday party in this episode. So that was fantastic. But acting. there was also so many recurring references to dreams and dreamland, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stop living in a dream world. Mm-hmm. And actually, by the end of the episode, I feel like his dreams have been shattered. Exactly, and. Um, I just found it so brilliant this episode. I mean, it was my most disrupted watching because of the baby and trying to watch it this morning mid-fight and stuff, um, which wasn't great. So I am really looking forward to watching this one again. Mm, this in terms be a of a good rewatch. A bottle episode of a party. Absolutely. Absolutely. An epic party. A party that has escalators. Mm, mm. Imagine having a party big enough to have an escalator. Yeah, I was talking about this when I, uh, with Horatio when I was watching it last night. I remember going to a, 17, a 17th birthday party. Something along those lines. A really rich girl. And um, it being this kind of affair where there are all these different floors and waiters and servers and stuff like that. And it being so fancy, it was like a Charleston-themed birthday party and she got like, her parents had arranged for Charleston teachers to come in and teach the guests how to do the Charleston. I bet they were from Strictly. And uh, mixed in adults, teenagers, everything like that. But basically, nobody ends up having a really good time. Because teenagers don't want to go to that kind of a party. They want to drink and hang out with their friends. And adults don't want to be hanging around with a bunch of like, kids. Yes, but that was also interesting because in this episode... Once the sibs, you know, that were there and everything, which we'll get into the structure and everything, but drinking and drugs and dancing and having and be, getting happy, yeah, was such vital components to their evening. And mm. if they were going to be there, they had to have a good time. And happiness became another word that was yeah. repeated so much. Exactly. And the, let's just talk for a second because this episode is set at Kendall's fortieth birthday party. Um, so he had, from what I can gather, he had a tree house, mm-hmm. which was a crucial part of the whole episode. I mean, having a VIP section at your own birthday party is I, so oh absurd. Because it became quite <laughs> quickly clear that none of these people were his friends. Oh, yeah. And even Stewie wasn't there. Stewie must be doing another job. Mm. Do you think Stewie? so? He must be. Well, of course, because he would be there, wouldn't he? he would and they be keep there. referencing. They don't reference a character unless he's coming back one day. 
Yes. That was the other thing about the intro that I found really confusing because they had Adrian Brody even in, in the intro, but he's not there. But it was only because Kendall's saying to Adrian Brody in that cutaway, I'm having uh, a nervous breakdown of a 40th birthday party. It was just to remind the audience yeah, that's, that's, so that's, true. that's what's coming up. Um, but they also have a compliment hole. Oh my God. That scene. Where you walk through the flowery canopy and there are people hiding in the walls to give you compliments dressed up You're as full of grace. Fuck off. Oh my God, that was so brilliant. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to yeah. that, we'll get to that. Um, they had um, a woman as you arrived at the party saying, welcome to Kendall's birth and yeah, yeah, you are yeah, now yeah. part of his birth. And, and then, and then um, Roman realises that means that this pink tunnel that they've walked in through must be the mother's vagina. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get all to that. Let's get okay. to all of this. But basically, we open after the intro, which basically is building up the fact that Logan is going for Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have Kendall singing on his own. And unfortunately, being in that middle ground where you're not like bad enough that it's funny, no. but you're also not good enough that it's worth listening to. Yeah. So it's just embarrassing to listen to. It's just really to. embarrassing. It's a really tender song. Yeah, Billy really Joel. tender, really, really tender. It's called In- Honesty. Especially when you think about the fact that who is Kendall? He's a billionaire and he's a rich kid and he's had all of these crazy life experiences. So it's really weird to hear somebody, that character singing like a Billy Joel song. Yeah. Because that, that makes you think, oh God, like, when did they listen to music? Like, yes. what, what, were their, what were their experiences growing up with? What kind of music did they listen to and what could they relate to? Yeah, and but also I think that comes into play later when you see him in this fetal position at the end and mm. you realise, oh, he isn't as hard as he seems. He does sing Billy Joel and he can cry mm. and he isn't just a robot. Like, he's kind of coming across... Well, he, he's been coming across for the last few episodes. He just um, wants to be liked. He just wants friends. And he just wants, like, a normal... A normal life, probably. It looks like he's romanticizing it. But then you see somebody carrying a giant crucifix yeah. to try and get him to approve it. And he's saying that he wants this party to be the full fucking thing. The yeah. full fucking thing. Full and fucking his, thing. his girlfriend, I, what's her name? Reva? Um, no, that's that wife. Rava is the wife. <laughs> I, was, I was really, I was going to get us to have a cast list all of the characters but I thought I actually it's much more fun if we you know we're, we're lo-fi it's short little blonde girl short, short little blonde girl with nice arms nice she's got nice very, arms but she does she folds them a lot and that's quite a flattering position it is a very flattering position the, the arm fold isn't mm-hmm. it because you get to not only look very flattered but you always get to look sexy and stroppy which and I also love. she she loves a top without any she, shoulders oh she loves a strapless top as well and that's also nice, very flattering very flattering everyone has a nice collarbone not everyone but she has a particularly nice one well most people have a collarbone yeah most people have a nice decolletage I will admit that and a strapless top is more flattering than you would think she looks fantastic so she is there right from the beginning watching Kendall do his um, rehearsal for his big set he's yeah. gonna do yeah. at the party and you can tell that she is slightly cautious yeah and i what do you think from watching her development as a character which hasn't been huge no do you think that she has genuine feelings for kendall i think that she um because she's obviously from the rival family the pierces Pierce. yeah um i think that she is enjoying probably pissing off her parents and her family by being with kendall She's enjoying the fact that they can enable each other's drug habits, I reckon. I, I think she's a perfect example of somebody who will be an addict forever. Well, she, they're, but they're, they're, they're high functioning. Yeah, they're high functioning addicts. Um, 
they're clearly still taking stuff together. And I don't know, it just seems to me like one of those relationships where they're not really hearing each other. No, and that scene later. I mean, it's so indicative of that, but it's like, I think that she cares about him, but doesn't really care who he is and what his problems are. She wants the things that go alongside him. He's a placeholder for now. Um, And I don't think that any intelligent woman could be with Kendall and not feel pity for him. Yeah. So if she does feel pity for him, she's still with him because she wants access to the enabling and the drugs and whatever. But in terms of this being his birthday and a celebration of him, Mm. which is all he wants, he just wants people to love him. Mm. So we, we have the... That we have the the current girlfriend, and then later when we meet the ex wife, mm. all the people that are supposedly important in his life. This is a kind of a weird, I don't know, a mixture of everything that has mattered and hurt and been good for Kendall. It's all just like a cauldron mm. of his mm. of everything he's ever experienced, and so no wonder the end happens. I think yeah. that he's just overwhelmed with everyone there. Yeah. Well, why does somebody have a birthday party? you know, like that, but also a birthday party in general. It's because you are trying to establish or like consolidate all of the connections that you have in your life. Mm. And you're trying to prove, look at look at me. But he look has none. Well I'm doing. And yet he was the one walking through, just occasionally getting spoken to by like his PR team. Yeah. Nobody came up to him. Nobody wanted to speak no. to him. Nobody was warm with him. It was so formal and cold. And then it's like it backfired where it should have been a, sh- a show of how good how well he is doing. Yeah. Instead, it was just a, such a demonstration of the fact that he kind of has nothing. He has no connections. So the next scene we have opens on Tom Googling or Google imaging prisons again. So mm. that's, you know, on the forefront of his mind, he really believes he's he's still going to prison. Um, Shiv is oiling the wheels and having a chat with Roman and mm. their, their bickering yeah. is, is really building up. And we have um, Roman kind of... St- kind of quite nastily saying to Shiv, you know, some of this comes naturally to us. You keep fucking up, basically. Yeah, exactly. I think that he has found a lot of strength in the last few episodes because he is the child that has not let Logan down recently. Mm. Um, And I think that he's enjoying being able to stick it to Shiv because he probably knows deep down that Shiv is uh, Logan's favourite. Yeah, and and he slaps the sofa really masculinely and it's a kind of a hint of what's to come in the, later on in the episode, but he is he's revving up mm. while Shiv is slightly weirded out by everything that's going on. And then when they reference Kendall's party and Shiv's like, well, I guess we've got to go because we've got to get in with the business, whatever, I, I don't, Max and whatever he's yeah. called. And um, Roman says, well, yeah, of course, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And Shiv then does in a, a silly voice, ooh, brothers. Mm, mm. I just think that's just fascinating. Yeah, but the thing is, they're so able to make these people feel like real, genuine business rivals as well as being siblings yeah. at the same time because the the dialogue flits between the two so well. But also they say before they go into the office, they're looking at Logan through the glass door and they say that he's having a midlife crisis at 80, 80. years old. Um, and and then, she's dissing that, whereas Roman's saying, well, that's fucking great. Yeah, because you're sleeping with a, a woman who's 50 years younger than you. Yeah. Like, that's normal. That's actually the most normal thing that he could be doing. Exactly. So Shiv is trying to kind of hang on to that feminist sort of, like, She's trying trance. so hard, but she's, you know, we see Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Carrie. It's Carrie. Carrie. Somebody it's in the comments corrected us. It's it is Carrie. Carrie. Sorry. Well, on another podcast, isn't it about succession? They were calling her Kerry. Is, she, is it Kerry? Kerry. <laughs> so that's that's the word that I just said. 
so okay she's pulling down the blinds very mm. efficiently oh she's logan a, she absolutely she she really thinks that she is like in there don't you think yeah like, totally. her attitude is so confident um and we have basically them drinking champagne jerry's back yeah where's jerry been mm. and jerry's saying we're not going to get excited but we're going to be we've got a long road ahead but basically the doj she's got a connection and the DOJ aren't going to, they're going to give a number rather than a prison sentence. So very quickly we realise Tom isn't going to jail. Absolutely. Shiv doesn't, and this is crucial for later on, Shiv looks at Tom like, but doesn't say anything. And there's a moment where they sh- they're all trying to kind of cautiously celebrate. And Tom looks like he's been hit by a bus. Mm. He's so startled by this news because it's just consumed him i just couldn't believe that shiv didn't hug him or like no. just say or, or just some i mean it was so evident that that's what she should have done and yet she i mean she he, tom wasn't even the first person that she spoke to she no. actually ended up saying something to no, she, first, she ended up then, f- putting her foot in it again yeah so as a moment for celebration, kind of within her family, to show that she's on their side, she should have at least faked it. Yeah. But yet, what she did was say, well, don't fuck it up again, Dad, type yeah. thing, you know. Justice, really? Well, yeah. not really. So she's she's always trying to have a voice for women and justice, in yeah. a way, but she's always just getting it slightly wrong. Yeah, and in, in that way, it's almost like she's implying... Well, this isn't what it like. Almost like she would prefer for Tom to go to jail. Exactly, which is in a twisted way, which is obviously referenced later on the episode. But then Logan, oh my god, that moment where he squeezes Tom's arm Mm. and says, "I'll remember." Oh my god, I know. And Tom looks like he's just been touched by God. I know, I know. And then you see Tom just like leave, like just go somewhere in a trance. You don't know where he's going. Like that feeling when you got off the treadmill and you've been running for a while and your legs feel all like yeah. Like he says he has to go to the little boys' room, but he's not going to the boys' room. He's going to Greg's room. He's going to the big boys' room, the tall boys' room. And he says, "Greg, can you scooch over a little bit, buddy?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he just fucking like tips up the desk like a, was, like a gorilla. It was phenomenal. Such such a wonderful physical visual silent scene. Gorgeous, amazing, and he comes up and kisses Greg's forehead. And they says, have such a twisted relationship. So fucked up, and says. Uh, I'm all free. I'm all free. <laughs> I'm sorry about my accents again. I love your accent. Um, but just, yeah. And then we, because I, this is a really long episode, we should probably get through it. But that is, we, so we we set up the fact that um, Waystar is on the up. Mm-hmm. Kendall, even though he's, you know, thinking he's going to have a great time on his birthday, actually, this could be a huge problem for him. And then a little bit of tension with um, Tom and Shiv. Roman's power is on the rise, but Tom and Shiv, something's going on. Yeah, definitely. Then um, we go to the RSVP list, which is just fucking tragic. The, the RSVP. PR is, oh, oh my, my God. Oh my God, I know. She's basically going through names. She says, you know, it's 85% um, yes, but 15% no. And Kendall says, well, you know, 15%, m- may- m- I mean, maybe. 15% maybes. That's that's basically no's, you know, that's not living a dreamland. Yeah, exactly. And that was so brutal because, <sighs> I mean... That makes you think of all of the things that you've ever tried to like, invite people to whenever they say, oh, maybe I'll come. And you know deep down that they're not going to come. Exactly. Yeah, that's, it was a brutal truth. And there. she's, he, you know, when other people are so excited about something, but everyone else is just along for the ride. Mm. And you're just there because you've got to be like, 
you know, you're accompanying your lover or you're accompanying your sister or whatever. So for him, he assumes that everyone else is as excited as he is about his 40th, but no one gives a shit. Yeah. They're just organizing and doing their job. And then he says, you know, I want this to be fun for you too. You know, I, you know, uh, it's highly egalitarian, you know, do your job, but you know, let's all have a good time together, you know? Yeah, but he says that to Dasha, yeah. who's playing, um, her character's got a really weird name. What is it? Like, what, 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 what? Sheba? Tuba, <laughs> Shiba? like Tuba. Uh, I, anyway, Dasha. I'm just gonna call yeah. her Dasha. Um, Kendall's PR. Um, he when he says that to her, I want you to have a good time, and I want the service to have a good time, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. There's like a tiny flash of insult in her eyes, where it's like, I'm. These people are just like they're working for you for one day. I've been working for you for fucking months, and you're saying that we're on the same level because he just doesn't appreciate the people no. doing all of this shit for him, and running that around. Comes into fruition later, of doesn't course. it? So we have Tom in Logan's office now after this. But Kendall's screaming off the balcony. It's my fucking birthday. Birthday? I missed our birthday in balcony. Yeah. Um, he screams at the balcony and his girlfriend's next to him. And we're just like, okay, Kendall's obviously a bit unhinged. Mm. And then we cut back to Waystar and Tom creeps into Logan's office and is like, hey, hey. <laughs> and there's a big problem. Well, I didn't really understand this because obviously I don't understand anything technical ever. This isn't a DOJ issue. It's a Gojo issue. Mm -hmm. Very easily confused, mm. DOJ and Gojo. I feel like they, they dropped in this Gojo thing this episode and were like, okay, you're going to understand it. You know, even though we're not going to explain it to you, because it took me a, a. What is it? It's an. It's a tech. It's, 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 it's a. It's a. Okay. <laughs> so Go basically, for it. this is my attempt at understanding it. So obviously, we've got gorgeous. What is his name? Not Mads. Alexander Scar. Alexander Scar. He's gorgeous, but I think he's. You know, I wouldn't trust him. Oh, I wouldn't trust him. He's got. An, he's got such a an evil face. No. He owns some big company that Waystar went to buy. It's clearly like some kind of tech company to do with streaming because when Roman is trying to negotiate with him later on, Roman makes a joke about Waystar's own streaming app and how shit it is compared. So yeah. I don't really understand what the Gojo thing is. I keep getting DOJ and Gojo confused, but you go for it and explain. Well, from my brief understanding, um, I think that Gojo is a tech company, to, something to do with streaming. Um, they've definitely never mentioned it before in any no. of the episodes. Like, I'm not being stupid. Like, this was a new thing. Well, Logan keeps calling them the, the young kids or the new kids. So it's clearly something to do with a type of, like, technology that Waystar haven't mastered, given that Roman keeps referencing the fact how bad their streaming service mm -hmm. is, so much so that he even, you know, uh, defiles it later on in the episode. But anyway, so they need to buy... They need to get this guy's good favour buy him, buy his company and merge it with Waystar and then it'll be something really lucrative for the company. But Logan doesn't want to go ahead with it because he feels like he's been dissed by them not sending the head, not sending Alexander Skarsgård's character, but sending the young guys. Yeah, they and just send... he feels offended. Exactly, so they were supposed to have some big meeting that was going to seal everything up really neatly and then, you know, it's uncertainty once again because Logan is pissed off. So Roman, being the protective good son that he is, probably goes into Kendall's party with this mission of... I'm going to get this guy to agree to have a meeting with us. Yeah. And very interestingly, Kerry pipes in with something. Um, Logan asks Kerry what she thinks. And Kerry says something like... Fuck Madsen. Yeah. And, and Shiv is so angry that Kerry has a say. And is like, well, I don't think f fuck you is a tactic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Kerry is grown in such boldness and I confidence. Know. But Shiv has the energy of the teenage daughter who doesn't like her new stepmom. Yeah, you know? totally. So, um, and at the end of the scene, um, it's clear that they're going to the party. And Logan seems a bit upset about that mm. because it's a sign that they're not fully on his side and that he can't really get in ever on the sibling 
bond mm. um and he then sneaks in well you know uh since you're going you know give him this and it's a very ominous looking envelope um and then it's the party and then it's the big party, party time. god we're party girls aren't we yeah. jesse i think this episode also shows so much about it is them in their child forms mm. like this is there's so many examples of bullying mm, mm. in it from Tom, from Kendall. Roman's true self, I feel like, comes out as well. Yeah, well, Roman's worst side came out. Really bad, yeah. And it just shows that with some, you know, every tiny little bit of power you get, it does, it, it just gives you a little bit of ammunition to be a dick later exactly. on. Exactly. Um, and I don't know why it feels so vital that with siblings, you kind of put them in their place. I, I, with with the siblings, it's so clear that because the power dynamics are so constantly shifting, I think if they were just work colleagues or friends, you can sort of let some things lie. But with 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 this group of them, they're constantly going to be revolving around each other's orbits. They're like, you know, the fact that they even went to Kendall's party is kind of wild. But it's it shows amazing. that because of that bond being there, you can't quite ever let go. But it also means that you can't ever let anything lie. Like you're just you're always going to have to bully them or pick at them. And you can't whatever. really change your place in the family or mm. the things you've done. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, you can't. They're always going to remember your worst, most embarrassing moments, as Kendall shows with those posters later on. But anyway, and they go ostensibly to corner Maxon, Alexander Skarsgård's character, to kind of woo him. Mm-hmm. That's why they're going. But I think they would go anyway. Roman, I think, hints that he would have gone anyway. Yeah. Um, Shiv and Tom are going to kind of celebrate the fact that, well, Tom is going to celebrate the fact that he's not going to jail. Mm-hmm. And he arrives and he's like, I'm just so happy. I'm just, I'm just so happy. I'm, I think I'm going to do so many drugs tonight and I'm just going to be so happy. And, and Shiv, you know, isn't really responding. So nonplussed. And she's got this big beachy wave going on in her hair this yeah. episode. You know, she's really like sort of bothered by Tom's like you know constant muttering about all of this stuff like she was annoyed when he was mentioning prison all the time and now she's annoyed that he's he's happy. happy and she's he's like you know I'm gonna get fucked up tonight is that okay and she's like you don't need my permission yeah it's she's constantly trying to break down the codependency thing yeah. between them and always like implying like why are you so obsessed with me when it's yeah. like that's your husband that's your literal husband I don't understand and what... Connor Connor arrives with his arm in a coat a grey fleece type coat mm, mm. and it looks cozy it does he the actor do you think the actor broke his arm he must have. yeah because i mean the, you wouldn't just give an act you wouldn't just give a character a broken arm although i think it. yeah that's so true because he there was no other reason for yeah. it but um he, he 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 says that he slipped doing an irish jig mm. it's just hilarious and um the thing about siblings yes they can talk about business yes they can be kind of vicious to each other but it all does usually whittle down to conversations about simple things mm. usually so Shiv in this kind of corridor as they're getting into the party is talking to Roman about his girlfriend who we haven't seen in this series at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, when Shiv mentioned a, st- a thing still going with tabs, I was like, what, from season one? Yeah, exactly. We didn't even see her no, in season two. two. It's, it's, we did see her in season two. That In season two, that's when they... She, he was like, well, should we just get married? Even though they hadn't had sex. No, I'm pretty sure that that was season one. No, that was, season that was two. a wedding episode. And that was in season one, end of season one. Okay, well, tell us what you think. Mm. Um... But but, she hasn't been around for a while, we know that. But, you know, Shiv's kind of trying to prod him with, you know, how's the sex, you know, mm-hmm. how's your intimacy? And Roman's kind of trying to be all, like, blasé about, oh, yeah, I love the intimacy, I love it, I love yeah. sex, I yeah, love yeah, sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex is constantly an issue for him, and Shiv knows that's how she can annoy him. Exactly, that's the pressure point. And Whereas, then he tries to get back at her, and she says, well, I'm the one with a functioning relationship. 
Well, is this when he says, oh, no, that's no, later. No, that's later. Yeah, that's yeah, later, yeah. Later, later. Um, yeah. Oh, and then Greg. Greg is basically telling Tom that he's going to ask out the PR woman. And Dasha. This is Tom's first moment where I was like, no, Tom, because I fucking love him. Mm. And I just found this so mean. Yeah. He was like, you shouldn't even, <laughs> you shouldn't even be looking at her. You shouldn't even be thinking about her. She's top shelf. Mm. You shouldn't even be, and I just thought, and Greg gets a, a number of digs in this episode mm. that really are just mean. And I just, I, I was really upset about it. But him. maybe given that he's been through a tough time in the last few episodes, like losing his inheritance and then he's going to go to jail. He has like a certain amount of perseverance because totally. he still goes for it, you know? Yeah, Despite and he's still being... upbeat. He exactly. still seems a little bit human, which mm. he did lose maybe with the watch stuff and um, the Greenpeace sewing thing. But I think he's... He's regained he's, it. Yeah. Yeah, he's really regained it. And he says, you know, well, how did you get Shiv? Yeah. And then Tom's like, because I got the dick the size of it and I didn't understand what word he used. I didn't understand what I reran that so many times to see what word he used. Um, and I fucked like a bullet train. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like any guy that, that says that, you just know is not good. And then Greg's like, prove it. And Tom's like, what? <laughs> um, boys, boys, boys. And then we cut to Kendall and he's saying, you know, where's the sibs? Because mm -hmm. that's what he cares about. He wants them to be there simply because they want to be there to wish his their brother a happy birthday. Yeah. He is so deluded. He's just had the letter publicly you know, out there that he's in a, from Shiv. You yeah. know, how can he expect Shiv to come to his birthday and not be there for a reason? Exactly. But he, you know, in the way that when we have a fight, we'll come back together and then maybe reference something that we said in the fight and be able to laugh about it. He thinks that that's the terms he's on with these guys because the first thing he says to Shiv is, oh, well, I know that Shiv, you love to write me letters, so I thought you would have sent me a letter kind of thing. Yeah. Thinking that maybe that stuff is in the past. Like yes. He, he still has like a level of optimism that their relationship will heal. And also I think it always is... <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. It's always on the flip side of either being absolutely brutal or quite jovial between those three. Mm. So we have this moment where the three of them meet, Shiv, Roman and Kendall, and Kendall is watching them from the balcony yeah. and then they come in. He's watching over his party of strangers and then and then Ken, um, Roman and Shiv come in. And he, I just think it was fascinating how he said, you know, what are you guys doing here? You shouldn't be here. When he wanted to say, oh my God, you're here. Mm. Thank God you're here, yay. And then they try and play it down by being like, well, it was only a 10 minute drive. Um, yeah, and Shiv's so mean. She's and so, so cold. Roman tries to kind of be all right. He Ken, Roman goes, I mean, Kendall goes in for a hug and Roman's like, oh, okay, are we doing a hug? Um, and then um, uh, somebody asks, so who's here? And then Kendall says, who isn't here? And then they all chime in with uh, your mom, your dad, your wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so great. And then and then when... when <coughs> Sorry, BB's, BB's sick, but she doesn't I have just COVID. Have a, I have a cold. I've got the super cold. Super I don't cold. have COVID, everyone. Don't, yeah. don't you worry. I've tested myself. Um, so have I. So have I. We're responsible. Um, really responsible girls. But yeah, when, when Kendall says, you know, you love writing me letters, Shiv. Shiv says, well, I couldn't find one that says happy birthday and get well soon. Which just is, sums it up perfectly. I mean, what a line. And then Connor comes in in his coat. Uh, and Kendall does not like this coat. Mm. He really doesn't like but this. But he lets it go at this point. He notices that at this point, but he lets it go. Well, right? yeah, and he says, you know, what happened to your arm? He seems genuinely concerned, actually, about his arm. Mm. And Connor then says, oh, well, I just got overexcited with my political breakthroughs. <laughs> it's so sweet. And then Kendall leads them into this sort of art 
display that he's clearly had commissioned and put together. No, but before that we have um, on the walk there, which I just thought was quite interesting, is Roman is sticking up for his mum. So Roman says, did you ask for her permission oh, to yeah, get the I vagina? That was really weird and interesting that because he stood up for her. in this episode a few times and a previous episode, Roman is sticking up for the parents. Yeah. And is defensive and protective. And so he's like, did you ask to have mum's vagina, like a giant replica of her vagina, which is how everyone enters the party, mm. which is hilarious. And then he also says to the girl that's waiting um, to greet them, um, if this is my mother's vagina, then you should... Um... Sorry. Damn. Oh, I thought I wrote it down. Well, anyway, he basically says that, you know, as an insult to his... Uh, to, to, to reduce the insult to his mother, that they should um, make it more narrow. Yes, mm. exactly. And then Kendall dismissively says, well, it's okay, Roman, you can have it. Mm. And then Roman jokes, okay, oh, fine, thank you. But I can tell he actually cares. Oh, definitely. And then um, he says to... I, somebody, I think Kendall says, did you get me a present? And Roman jokes, yeah, I, I bought your baby teeth and an iTunes card. I just, you know, Rome, he just so desperately wants, kind of wants to be given things and to be shown love physically mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. verbally and with gifts. And he. They all have very different love languages. And that's totally. Clear. Yeah, that's so Shiv's true. Shiv's is physical touch, maybe. No, because, no, because she's so cold with Tom. Yeah, but then when she sort of. Oh, I guess yeah, when she apologizes, yeah. She sits on top of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kendall's is gifts. And I think that um, Roman's is, uh, it's um, acts of service. Because yes, totally. he, he just, he's quite old fashioned in a way. He doesn't think that you should disrespect older people yeah. or women or whatever. Yeah, that's so true. Um, then we then have again. the amazing, amazing art installation, mm. fake newsroom thing. And I paused it so and I wrote down. How fucking weird is that? It's just fucked up and it shows again how deluded. But and also that shows that he really needed his siblings to come. Like he did that for them. Yeah. Imagine if they hadn't turned up, how fucking embarrassing And people be. are in there taking photos of this stuff like it's a a weird art gallery. Mm. And I freeze, I freezed it. So, I mean, I've, I paused, paused it. it. I freezed it. I paused it so I could see. Um, so... There's three boards. <coughs> yeah. For coughing. Um, right, Connor's one is Connor elected president of shitting his bag, mm. which then later Connor's like, but you know, I only shit my bag because I was taking you camping because dad didn't want to take you camping and then I ate some bad fish. <laughs> so it's obviously a story that we keep coming back to that, you know, Logan was, was always AWOL and Connor had to take on this fatherly role. Kendall, elected president of World Federation. So Kendall's is, is pristine, perfect, exactly what he thinks is going to happen in his future. Power hungry, deluded, mad. And then the most awful one of Shiv, which again puts her in her place as a silly little woman who is never going to get the power that she wants and how dare she even want it mm -hmm. and be going for it. Wife of Tom Wamsgan, not even her name, mm. just wife of Tom Wamsgan, so arrested in, in sweep of city streetwalkers. So the most banal fucking crime. Mm. And it just shows that Kendall is putting her down. You're a, you're, you're a little woman. You're the sister. You're never going to get the respect you deserve. And even the crime that you commit is going to be like a shit 
walking over a street mm, type mm, of thing. Mm, There's mm, nothing. Mm, exactly. Yeah, making her seem so pathetic for having such sort of lofty ideas of herself. Like and the we- identity, her whole identity, which she really wants to put out there is just constantly being made invisible by her siblings. Exactly. And her dad. Um, and then what was Roman's? And then, and then perfect, failed slip failed sibling dies in tragic jerk-off accident and the only one with a sense of humor roman says you know well at least you know they were somebody was looking at me as i was jerking off so who's the real winner here and not a bad way to go but connor gets so upset and he's like but what if mccartney tweets this and and then i always forget his girlfriend's name the miss oh willa 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 Willa. is like you know please you know you gotta take this down and um and then she even defends him, doesn't she? She she defends him, but she the best defense is later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. later, later, later. Oh my god, it's just brilliant. Mm. And and Kendall very quickly realizes, and he's like, oh, it's coming down, Connor. It's coming down. You know, oh, okay, I've got to circulate everyone. You know, this is the best birthday ever. Yeah, he's got to circulate as if like he's got a million people that want to talk to him. And then actually, he just skulks off and reads the letter on no, his but, own. But what I thought was visually really clever in this episode, um, because it was almost like a a giant art installation, the whole thing. Yeah, it had all like, of these, like, sort of, they look like projections. They had projections of Kendall, but as he leaves them from that art installation room, he walks and there's just walls of projected fire. Yeah. And burning and um, being burned is such mm. a huge theme. And then, th- so he reads the letter, he gets burned yes. by his dad yeah. by basically getting a letter saying, happy birthday, which has crossed... <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Happy birthday, which is crossed out, and then um, uh, fuck, cash out and fuck off. Mm, mm. And then a letter, a formal letter saying, you know, the deal, like how we'll buy you out just to get the get rid of you. Yeah. And then as that fire is going on, then we have, um, we Dasha. have Dasha with Greg mm. and talking about being burnt because Dasha's like, look, I'm really sorry, but... We're going to have to attack you in the press. Yeah. Oh, when no. Greg is wanting to ask her out. Mm. And Dasha's actually, this is the first time where she's had like a number of lines. Yeah. And she's she's a bit more, she's a bit gentler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she basically says to him, like, I'm sorry that we have to do this. Yeah. I'll try and make it. Targeted like, rather than terminal. Exactly. Um, and then he does a maiden accent. I know. And he like, says, I do a fair maiden. Oh, but you're the fair maiden. I hope you're not. <laughs> I hope you're, it's okay, fair maiden. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> Um, and then we go to Kendall and his girlfriend. Brilliant scene, absolutely brilliant scene. Oh, when 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 he's told about his present from the kids, right? No, 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 no. This is not. This is Kendall with his girlfriend, and he says, you know, Dad sent me something, um, and it's you know a Trojan mind fuck. Mm. And she's, he says, you know, they're basically offering me to get out, and she says, well, how much would that be? How much would that be? Two bill. And he quickly says, two bill. Can you fucking imagine turning down two billion dollars? No. But Kendall is kind of thriving off having some news from his dad mm. and is trying to report back to her and, and you know, I'm in a mind game, that motherfucker. And yeah. she's like, but, you know, maybe there's a world where you do get out. And then very quickly he realises, okay, she she might fall out of love with me if I don't do something drastic. She, she obviously wants me to get out. So what am I going to do now? Right, I'm going to tell her I'm going to buy her things. And I'm going to say, oh, I'll, I'll take you to uh, Marrakesh. Some, like, and we can ra- rants, doesn't yeah, it, about we can all have, the things he'll do with I'll his I'll buy money. you diamonds and I'll buy you the LA Times and, you know, we can live in Marrakesh and smoke dope all day. And 
it's his way exactly of showing love. Yeah, but also, you know, I don't think that he really means any of that. It's almost like he's just saying, well, I'll do anything to keep you, but also at the same time, almost like he the, the first seeds yes. of doubt are starting to plant in his yeah, head Yeah, he looks like he glazed over. Yeah, like, okay, well, if that's what you want, but... It's her, you, his way of palming her off and so not really... Because he's embarrassed, yeah. basically, because he feels like now he's been ousted from his family. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that letter. Mm. He, whatever happens, want, wants that blood tie and wants yeah. to stay in. Well, he wants just some sort of communication from his father that isn't just purely transactional isn't yeah. it okay and, and then, then, we and go then to it's the PR. tree house right no then we go to um god the, sorry my notes are clearly not as comprehensive as yours i made some very intense notes last night <laughs> um so then we have the pr going to kendall and saying okay listen roman and shiv are wanting a private meeting space and you see kendall's eyes and you see him hurt because he now realizes shiv and roman are only there to track down maxim Mm -hmm. and to get a deal out of this Mm -hmm. and he looks fucking hurt yeah and so you see him also in his brain say okay i'm gonna get nasty now Mm. i'm not gonna let them have a private meeting space um and so they try and (laughs) they try and enter the treehouse so basically yeah and this is just fucking great and roman says any man who tries to rebuild his childhood treehouse definitely belongs on a sex register yeah which is great but kendall's language does become like an eight-year-old you Mm. know you're not allowed in my (laughs) treehouse in any other show it would be too on the nose but because they build the set in such an authentic way where it's like you can actually believe that that would be something that they would have at like a millionaire's party like this and he says the treehouse is cool and you're not (laughs) Um, and so they're turned away from the treehouse at first, so aren't they? So Shiv and Roman aren't allowed in because he's saying, you're not going to get in to meet my friend, mm. my my business kind of way out here. You're not going to get in there and fuck that up. And also, you shouldn't, you, you know, you didn't want to come to my party, basically. Exactly. And so you hurt me, so go away. And I'm now going to get my bouncer to take you away because <laughs> you don't have a rainbow wisp, wrist brand. Band. And, then, and then Roman says, hey, Ken, please can we enter your mental illness or something like that? Yeah. Yes, 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 that's perfect. <laughs> and then Kendall says, no losers allowed. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's so childish. It really reminded me of um, the stuff that we would say to each other Totally, totally. Um, but then, when Shiv and Roman haven't been allowed in, t- um, Roman says something like, um, basically let Shiv know that he's handling some stuff with his dad without Shiv's awareness. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she... Oh, she yeah, flips. Yeah, yeah. When he, because Kendall, um, part of the reason why he sort of justifies why they're not allowed inside of the treehouse is because he references the letter, right? Yes, and, and, and Shiv doesn't understand. Because she hasn't been informed. She's no. not in the loop with this. And she only finds out by Kendall saying as he walks into the treehouse, oh, great head fuck from you and dad, Roman. Mm-hmm. And she is furious. She's furious. She? And she's saying, dad, and Roman very cleverly, or like Snidey says, you know, dad, and I handled it mm-hmm. you see him growing in confidence in how he even speaks to Shiv mm-hmm. because he's saying like we make decisions without you because you are not a vital part of this machine and that's been her whole mission is to be the most vital person in the company exactly so she can't handle the fact that she hasn't been informed and in the loop on this decision and she keeps going down a peg mm-hmm. in power yeah um, and then we go into the treehouse and Oh no, it's Alexander Skarsgård. Looking fresh, looking, looking mean. Looking hot, looking mean. Looking that perfect level of evil handsome. On his handsome. own. Oh, he's so Well, you handsome. know that they'd ruin your life, but you'd also be like, yeah, bring it on. Yeah, bring He's tall, he's athletic, mm. he's still got hair. He's still got hair, he's still got a nice shoulder. But, you know, if he, 
And he always plays nasty characters as mm. well now. He doesn't, I've never seen him play a nice character. He always plays guys with like a bad edge. But also, this is really mean of me, but I also think that he, he's so good at playing nasty. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, mate, mm, Exactly, a bit suspicious. Anyway, he, uh, Kendall says, you know, heads up, my siblings are looking for you. And um, he says, well, what do I need? A crawl space or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he's basically making fun of Kendall for already having like this VIP treehouse thing. Like, so the next level of that would be a crawl space, which I thought was like a bit of a mean dig. Are you, are you, do you understand what a crawl space is? Or do you think it's like a toddler area? <laughs> I know what a crawl space is. What do you think a crawl space is? A crawl space is like a small space. Okay, cool. No, yeah, a cool space is like a place where people go to hide. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking that you thought that the next level up from this party would be like a like a soft place. No, I didn't <laughs> think it was a fucking... I didn't think that he was talking about a crash. Jesus. Okay, cool. But a I space think, is like a small yeah, space. Okay. I only know that because I watched... I don't know how else you How would you know it? that? Because I know that because I watched Made recently and there's a cool space in that. Well, a cool space, like, you know, you could have a cool space underneath your floorboards or you could have it in your attic or something like that. Why do people want cool spaces? They don't. I mean, I don't think anyone wants one, but sometimes people have to use one if they're stuck in a situation. Okay, cool. Anyway, I didn't really understand anything they were saying, no, Alexander Skarsgård no, or Kendall. No, nor did I, nor did I. But then the only thing that I thought was great was that Kendall says at the end, so, you know, what do you need? What do you need for the bar party? <laughs> and Alexander Skarsgård says, um, privacy, pussy, pasta. <laughs> So and then he, Kendall calls over somebody in the background, be like, hey, this, sort him out. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then he looks back at Alexander and says, you know, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a good guy, but yeah, enjoy. He's, yeah, he's a one-man dark web. Yeah. He says to the guy that he's going to put with um, Madsen. I thought that was pretty cool. But I think Kendall's that, trying to impress the cool guy at the party. And he's he trying to impress the up. cool guy, but he's also, I think this is the first time I realised the extent of Kendall's addiction. The fact, the fact that the majority of this party is anonymous, we don't know who they are. All of them are taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Like his world is, he's surrounded by addicts. Yeah. And it was the first time I really felt quite worried for him in yeah. a lot of ways. The fact that he knows the guy over there who can immediately hook Alexander Skarsgård up with everything that he needs. Yeah. And I don't know, it was really weird. And then to, to, to contrast with that, immediately he, the next scene is with Rava, his ex-wife. Is it Rava? Yeah. Who's so like motherly and normal and composed and like he makes fun and sort of um says that you know this might not be her kind of thing her kind of thing would be just having like an evening in with a bottle of wine and a couple of her friends and pasta that sounds great actually i would love that yeah she sees through him Mm. she just sees that he's a little boy and he can sense that and he kind of shrivels in her presence because he knows that she knows that he's a loser yeah but then why would why was she with him? I'm just trying to. Well, was he Kendall, was, did Kendall used to be more normal? Well, they would have. They would have. You know, been together when they were younger. They had kids together. Yeah. It was like a normal thing, maybe. But I just thought this scene was just perfect for. Oh God, when she says, "Did you get the kids present?" Oh, the homemade and he present. acts like he's just found out something ma- like where the keys are to a like a nuclear bomb or something, and he has to find them. Yeah, keys to a nuclear bomb. <laughs> What, what's the other what, what can I say instead the keys to um Pandora's box there you go there you go something like that yeah anyway he's so he's like what what uh, what, what 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 present when when I get what, where, where, where is it what does it look like I haven't got a present what 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 it looks like a present and she's just like <coughs> sorry she's just like yeah well it, it's got rabbit 
paper and he cares so much because it's the one touchstone he's got with reality yeah his and actual children who actually care about him because he he can see through that the siblings don't and none of the business people at the party do the fact is his kids actually care about him yeah and so that and then, means so much to him and then he just wants some approval from her and says you know actually i might be getting out you can tell he doesn't <laughs> <coughs> you can tell he doesn't want to get out, but you can tell that he thinks that people think he should get out and have probably been telling him to get out for years. So he says, you know, I think I might get out. And she's like, oh, really? Well, maybe that would be good because then I can finally have nannies stopping, you know, following my kids in the playground, which is the first time I've heard of this. Yeah. And then later we find out that, yes, Waystar have yeah. been sending spies out to follow the children. Anyway. And then Kendall clearly carrying that frustration from not knowing where the kids' presents are and from feeling guilty, is really ratty then to his PR team and says- that Let's trace that gift. Where's that fucking gift? And he wants to change the music and he says he wants all bangers all the time. And Connor, take, get Connor to take off his coat. <laughs> um, it's just so, so- But the thing, I think this is the line of the episode, actually. He says um, that he's worried that this is an arsehole's birthday yeah. party. And, and that's the- exactly what I said at the first meeting. I didn't want to be this to be an arsehole's birthday party. Exactly. He didn't want it to be an arsehole's birthday party. That's Why do we s- sound so weird saying arsehole? <laughs> but it's also so, how many meetings did he have about this party? I know. That's I know. just tragic. But yeah, this tiny little walkthrough scene where he's saying, trace that gift, get Connor to take off his coat. We should be playing bangers. Why, why isn't the music? He suddenly has this moment of stillness and self-awareness yeah. where he realizes, oh yeah, I'm a dick. And yeah. it's the first thud, yeah. which later triggers his kind of downfall. I think that basically this episode is the first time that Kendall's really been truly, truly self-aware about how he comes across. But only, only midway. This is only the first time. This, yeah, up until now, up until that, the present gate yeah. and getting that letter... It really ripped him open mm, a bit. Mm. Um, and then Greg comes up to him and, and, and Kendall just becomes mean again. After that moment of self-awareness, he's now just like kind of retreats and becomes mean and gets out his claws yeah. and says, you know, hey, snitch bitch. Yeah. And Greg is like, you know, I'm thinking of asking out um, your... Comfrey. 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 That's Josh her. That's Comfrey. the character's name. Com- I'm thinking about... And Kendall's so horrible. And he's mm. like, what, you... No. Uh, what if I want to ask her out? You're not fucking asking her out. You know, separate church and state. I don't know. I've never understood that. Um, and yeah, Greg, he just, he just is completely bullying Greg. Again, Greg is kind of humble about it and is like, well, you know, I, I might. And then Kendall does the m- most disgusting thing. He's like, well, duh, Greg. Mm. You know, like you're, you're just, you know, I said no, duh. Stop being a fucking parasite and leeching on my family, you know? Yeah, he said that he's the world's tallest parasite, didn't he? And then, oh gosh, and then Kendall storms off and is like, I'm only joking. No, you weren't. You were being yourself there. You Mm. were being a mean man. Exactly. Because in in a way, he gets to be mean to Greg like he's a little sibling in the way that he can't do with his own siblings anymore. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't respect him. Totally. And and Greg has kind of taken on the role of honorary sibling. Exactly. And then and then Greg kind of punches the LED candle in the background, like he punches his dick and then keeps I, I think in a couple of moments in this episode I felt like the director left it rolling. Yeah. And then let the actors improvise. I think that that's what's so nice because you could really feel that they they allow a certain playfulness. Yeah, like at the actually at the beginning when Kendall's rehearsing the song and then they do that really wide shot. And Kendall screams something like, it's my fucking birthday. There are a few moments where I thought, this is just him. Totally. He's doing this. Oh my God, you just know that the actor, Jeremy. Um, I, he is Kendall. He is Kendall. Yeah. You just know. You just Who's know. Fisher? 
such a great name is in the credits. Who's Fisher? Fisher. Yeah, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Yeah, who's he? Don't what know. character is he? Hi, Fisher. Hey, Fish. Um, then we go back to a really, really brief scene with Tom and Shiv. Shiv is pissed off about Roman. And Tom is annoyed that everyone's not looking happy mm. because he assumes that if he's not going to prison, everyone should be happy. And mm. also, everyone's rich here and everyone's at a party. Why isn't everyone happy? And Shiv is like, just, you know, you're just, you're just chill out. Yeah. You're kind of killing your own buzz, I think she says yeah. something like that. And then we have the, uh, just another really quick, quick scene where... Um, PR woman goes up to Connor and says, we've got this complimentary sweater for Cashmere you. Cashmere sweater. Um, it just, we wanted to give it to you as a gift and Connor's like, I got my coat. I like my coat. <laughs> and then she tries to come up with another lame excuse about how um, somebody was supposed to take his coat in the check room and so this would just make everything easier. So I don't trust check rooms. Or yeah. Something. And then he sort of barks at her and then Willa stands up for... Oh my God, Willa, this is the, her best line ever. She's like, do you know that you might be speaking to the next president of the United States? And Connor... The way he oh looks at her face afterwards. He looks out. And, and, and Willa's like, oh, I just wanted her to fuck off. And she just wouldn't fuck off. And Connor's like, she did fuck off. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to just go down on her and just like woo her all evening. It's oh going to be so God, gross. He's just literally like, so, yeah. he's just going to just thrive on that moment. For, like seven hours. Yeah, he's in gratefulness. Yeah, and she's going to be she's lying gonna be like, there. Please, Connor, mm. stop. And then we have Roman um, sneaking oh. his way back into the treehouse. And I thought this was just so funny. And just a really quick glimpse into the writers having a like being on the on the pulse of social commentary right now with kind of consent and all of that stuff because the bouncer just you know basically manhandles him and Roman says something like I didn't give you consent to touch me I didn't let you touch me and the bouncer backs off and yeah. this is just a, a tiny moment but I thought that's just yeah so but also great. I feel like in that in that short moment is you really saw Roman's voice change he became powerful and it was such a, a sort of a visual representation of what that level of power means because these people did step to the side. He did get his way. And, and, he, and he says, that's my brother. That was my brother saying I wasn't allowed in. He's my brother. And the bouncer seemed to get that too. Yeah, exactly. But he just was so powerful in that moment. And I just thought that that was quite telling because you sort of forget because you're constantly with the Roys. You sort of forget how how above everybody yeah, else yeah, they yeah. are in They're terms famous. of their status. So people like, wanted to come to this party because they wanted to look at the famous people. Exactly. So I just thought that that was, Roman is like, it's like he's um, building up his inner fire or well, something. Well, it's like his, he's about to peak. Whatever he's on is about to hit. Totally. And he's going in there and he's revved up and he's ready to go. Mm -hmm. And that there's, again, language I don't really understand between Alexander Skarsgård and Roman, but they're like, you know, you just saw my mum's pussy. Um, and Alex is like, well, yeah, have you seen my mum's? My mum's is, is gross or something. It's just like you're being so stupid, vulgar, tiny little kids here. What's but the going thing on? is, I weirdly think that the Madsen character, he seems like such a jock. He oh. seems like such a sort of like sleazy man millionaire. And I don't think Roman is like that, but Roman is able to adopt the language because he knows what he has to do yeah. to catch the culprit. So when Madsen says, uh, when's your dad going to die? Oh, and it's horrible. Roman looks so insulted. You know, like, you know that that's a hurtful thing. And he says, uh, he is my father or whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't let his upset overtake the meeting and make, means that he would storm out like probably Kendall with exactly. Shiv. Roman has got the ability to play 
the doormat exactly. when he needs to. Whereas Shiv and Kendall are ultimately too proud. Exactly. So Roman is able to um, sort of compromise and say, well, if you sign with us, you never have to interact with my dad ever again. Yeah. And and that whittles down to um, let's play, mm. basically. Let me play with you for a bit. And and Alexander Skarsgård's character enjoys that. Exactly. And... It's, I just think it's symbolic how they go to the toilet again, another weird toilet scene with Roman, and he lets Alexander Skarsgård piss, piss on, on his phone. On, his, on the streaming app, because um, Roman's argument is, yeah, we know, we know that our streaming app is complete shit, and that's why we need you. Um, and as a show of power, and so that I can sort of, I think make you vulnerable because they're having a conversation while Alexander Skarsgård is holding his dick pissing and Roman is sort of sealing up the last negotiation bit of their deal. That's a really powerful position for you to be in. You're the one telling this person who's holding their genitals. I just thought symbolically that was really interesting that Roman was able to get him to such a vulnerable position. But no, but Alexander Skarsgård enjoyed pissing on this guy's phone. How and, fucking But Roman that? didn't realise he was pissing on the phone until after, which I thought was really funny, but... There's this moment where he's pissing on the phone and we get a close-up of Alexander Skarsgård's face. And it's just, like, so juvenile. Yeah. But the thing is, I think when you're at that level of, like, sort of power and money, only only sordid things like that are what are going to give you a thrill. Yeah, and he's already he's, done everything. It's in a novelty. It's, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, what, nothing can shock anymore. But also, I mean, that's that's disgusting for somebody to piss on your phone. But Roman is willing to sink to that level of depravity. And, and it works. And it works. It fucking works. And so he is puffed up to the max yeah. by the time he's finished with that meeting. What, and then we go to, you know, uh, this this episode is so great for immediately going from one extreme to the other. So then we go to Kendall as he's about, he's backstage, he's about to go on for his set, mm. do the Billy Joe Osman thing. There's this weird moment where he's kind of about to get a harness strapped on and mm. he's got his girlfriend with him and his two PR women and they're like... And everyone's so, looking at him like, oh God, he yeah. has to fucking fly now. Are you going to be careful, Ken? You know, yeah. you could die doing this. No one wants him to do it. And then it's clear that he doesn't want to do it. And oh he's embarrassed and he's been deflated. And then when he says, actually, no, it's a, you know, um, it's it's stupid, you know, it's stupid. Um, and then the PR's like, but what about Tiny Wu-Tang? <laughs> you just dread to think who they've hired. What about, what about the Tiny Wu-Tang? <laughs> Um, so what was he gonna do? I he think was gonna, he was gonna like fly and come down and then be on the crucifix. Yeah, because he's gonna have a tuxedo on the crucifix and then sing a song. And he basically says what he's gonna do, and he says, you know, it would be this, and I would be flying the crucifix, and it would be really symbolic for the fact that I'm I'm leaving my the power of my whatever. Mm. And then when he says he's not gonna do it, the PR woman, the other PR woman. It's like, well, thank fuck for mm, that. After he's after he's gone away, but that's a fucking relief. But I just find the girlfriend, um, the Pierce daughter, you know, her energy is so kind of like, oh, it just it creeps me out because it's like, why, like, why are you allowing this guy to be so pathetic? Like, I know. you're a smart girl. Well, no, but I don't think she is. I think that actually, and then we see in a second, I think she's actually there for the ride. She she doesn't. I don't give think a shit. she cares about him exactly no. because, of course. But no, if, but we've got first of all Shiv being at a complete low she takes off her shoes she takes some drugs she puts some drugs into a drink and she goes into the middle of the dance floor of these strangers is that what she was doing she was putting drugs she was putting drugs in a drink and then she goes and dances and you know greg is watching from the balcony um and the pr girl comes up to him and she's obviously like 
fuck this night, you know, everything is just a nightmare. And she, and Greg's like, you know, before you said that you were going to, you know, go for me in public um, on I Kendall's part, I was going to ask you out. And she's like, why didn't you? And she was like, well, because Kendall said that he, he I'm not allowed. And she's like, I've got 800 um, he, lunch boxes. He-Man lunchboxes from the 80s in my house. And I'm now going to have to sell them on eBay, eBay and I don't have any receipts. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's basically using this moment to be like, fuck Kendall. Ask me out if you want to ask me out. Even though I don't, I think she does kind of like him, but I don't think, I think it's more in a rebellion to Kendall. I think it's probably, yeah, it's it's rebelling against Kendall, but you never know. Romance could blossom. That would be lovely. Okay, now Um, we're on the home stretch. Okay, now we are on the home stretch. Because this is when the baby was awake. I was trying to watch it this morning. I didn't make as thorough notes. Mm -hmm. But basically... We have Kendall now searching for the gift. Okay, well, well, I mean... Perfect. uh, Basically, he is tearing through all of these probably, like, thousands of dollars worth of presents because he just wants to find his kids' presents. And she, the girlfriend, is kind of pissed off Mm -hmm. because it's a sign that he's he's got this other life. Exactly, exactly. Um, Well, he had a life before her, and these are his children, and they're something real. And she's like, you know, know, I'm sure you'll find it. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not going to find it if we don't start looking for it. And she's like, I know that. I know that. And then there's this moment where she's like, do you want to open my present? And he opens it, and it's a an expensive watch. Oh. And his reaction was so fascinating because at first I didn't understand it. I thought that he was being the childish one. But then on reflection, you kind of understand. He gets upset and he clearly shows in his face that he doesn't really understand. And she does that awkward thing where she's like, oh, no, 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 I'll, I'll take it back. It's shit, I'm shit at presents, I'm shit at presents. And then she's like, do you want a blowjob? No, <laughs> but the it... least sexy way that you could possibly fucking say that. Stuff. No, but before that, he's like, I just don't understand why you would get me a watch. Yeah, exactly. And he's he asks really baffled. In, he asks if it's engraved. Um, because it's not even engraved. Yeah, but basically his point is, if you know me at all, why would you get me something that I don't need and that I don't want? Yeah. And um, And reaction. meanwhile, I'm looking for a, a, a gift from my kids that does that they made. He keeps yeah. repeating, they made it. They yeah. made it. Yeah. Um, so it kind of shows that their relationship is purely on like a material level. And then she says, do you want a blowjob? Oh, does she say that uh, afterwards? Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a, a, a you know, a last, a last resort. Yeah, like a sexual transaction type of thing. Uh, because that's the only way that they can respond. But when Kendall says, you know, I don't understand why you get me a watch, I feel like that's the most honest thing they've ever said, he, he's ever said to her. Exactly. Um, and then he starts crying and says, I wish I was home. And I think what he means here is, I wish I was back at home. Oh, definitely. I wish I was means. a child again at home. She doesn't get it. And she says, she's like, well, can we can go, go home. home. You fucking idiot. But that's not what he means at all. He means no. he wants to be with his father. He wants to be back in the loving family embrace. And somebody buying you a watch that you don't need when you already have one is such a sort of, probably such a wake up call for him, realizing that he could be surrounded by money and wealth and riches and beautiful women. But if somebody doesn't know you, and know who you are and what you like and what you need, then what's the point of any of it? Yeah, and and I, that it's just it's the end of him in this episode. Really, he's now he's crushed. He's humiliated, and he's surrounded by big, ridiculous pictures of his face. I mean, you know, obviously we're giving him a lot of credit now for like you know realizing and how, you know we're making him a very sympathetic. And he says it himself. He says this is pathetic. But literally looking around, as Roman says, it's disgustingly Kendall. He does have terrible taste. Yeah. And he is forty years old. He should fucking know better. Yeah. Um, so it's just very sad to yeah. see a person realizing how much of a loser they are. And then we have Tom and Greg and Je- 
Greg is all excited because he's going on a date with this girl. And it's the first time romantically that he's had any, had any success that we've seen. And then Tom is... And they're walking through the fucking flower compliment. I mean... No, no, no. Yeah, they're walking through the flower something. But Tom is immediately aware that Greg has got this energy and he was wanting a buzz. He It was his night. Yeah. And it just shows again how juvenile it is. Tom bullies Greg. Is like, but no, why are you happy? I should be happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Greg's like, but you know, uh, you know, this is great for me too and you're not going for jail. And he's like, well, I took the, I took the wrong combination of drugs. And I, and I feel like, and then you have someone popping out of a compliment hole being like, you're full of grace. <laughs> and someone's like, what the fuck does that mean? What, is the, what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck are you trying to say to me? <laughs> um, I wonder That's what, a weird thing to say. I wonder what combination of drugs they would take. I know, exactly. And then um, Greg's like, sorry, he's just taken to the compliment hole. He's a, so he's just taken lots of com- cocaine. And so I was like, no, don't say that, Greg. I'm a public figure. I might, be, I might run for, for prison one day or something, you know? And it just shows that Tom, even in this moment of being fucked still has these uh, you know grand grand plans for himself mm-hmm. and also the anxiety of never allowing yourself to be truly happy because um deep down you know that there's something wrong you know yeah. like he's obviously happy that he's not going to prison but he probably saw in that moment that Shiv wasn't happy about the fact that he wasn't going to prison like he's, yeah. he's going to be deeply unhappy for a long time no and then and Greg's like you know we can both be happy it's not it's not a finite pie yeah you know and um Tom's like well you ruined my happiness you ruined it. Because he needs someone to blame that's not himself and that's not his wife. And he has, you know, yeah, he's using Greg as a scapegoat because he's so frustrated within his relationship now. Oh, Shiv dancing was so embarrassing I know, to but watch. then it was embarrassing to watch. But then Roman, in the next scene, after this to- compliment hole with, with Tom and Greg, says, you were fucking dancing. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Everyone, I've gotten, like, people have come to me Asking to tell me how embarrassing. How humiliating would that be for Shiv that was her one moment she was like fuck it I'm at a party I'm gonna have a good time everything is going shit I'm just gonna do something for me and then her brother sees through that exactly goes for it Mm. and just you know just ruins her there's nothing there's nothing worse than somebody like making you feel like you embarrass yourself like that that humiliation is such a such a strong emotion it's like somebody like saying you looked silly in that outfit oh (laughs) you look like a silly little bitch but basically she says to Roman you says she says to Roman you know what 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 happened tell me what happened and Roman all you know bumped up is like I don't know bumped up's a word um says you know well I'll speak to dad and see if he wants to loop you in Mm. and Shiv is so angry Mm -hmm. and And then he was at the dance of the sugar plum failure yeah and then Roman again (laughs) says exactly what everyone has been thinking but he's kind of got this new energy about him and he says, you know, I, I know you wanted him to go to prison. I mean, you wanted to get some dick while he was inside. That's what the problem is. Absolutely. And maybe that's true. Of course that's fucking true. Who do you think that she would have sex with while Did you think Thomas he was going to jail? Did you actually think he was going to Did you think I was going to jail? Did you think Logan was going to jail? Exactly, because basically he calls out Shiv on her whole arc for basically this season, which is that this whole women power feminism thing that she's had going on is actually just her way of wanting the men in her family to step aside so that she can take over yeah and that's not gonna fucking happen no. sweetheart sweetheart we'll be fine without you exactly D- you know you thought this was a ladies night but mm. it's not exactly i mean it's so he puts it in a way it's so cutting and it's so true at this moment in time in succession obviously things change a lot but i mean the absolute role reversal where this, this season starts where women are the one telling their stories yeah. and all the men should be bowing their heads in shame and apologizing and someone like Shiv is going to be at the top 
And it's like, oh my God, all of that was a fucking lie. Yeah, I know. It's they actually were able quite to dance. shocking. It's, it's really, really shocking. Roman, who I've thought of being as like the most moral in some weird way, for him to be the one to tell that truth. But then again, he, he then kind of ruins it by saying something so stupid at the end by being like, you know, oh, you're just annoyed because dad wants to fuck me now. He doesn't want to fuck you anymore. And Shiv's like, what? That's that. That's so weird. Yeah, it's so, so weird how, yeah. Um, so we're almost at the end now. So now we have like the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, love my gosh. No, 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 just another line that was really good from that interaction um, when Shiv was sort of arguing her case that she should have been involved. Um, and he says, how would you finesse it? What, by ruining it? Yeah, <laughs> which is true. Riding Poor guys Shiv. while he was inside. Um, then we go back to the treehouse. Kendall emotionally goes up to Shiv and Roman says, you shouldn't be in here. Get, can we get them out? And he's like comatose. He's almost like um, his dad when uh, he he had to sort of herd his dad up the hill during the hike because his dad was sick. Yeah. The girlfriend is sort of herding him like yeah. he's this invalid. And he's not embarrassed about that. And he says, uh, Roman then to kind of be spiky says, you know, Matson hates you. Yeah. He hates you. He was bitching about and you. And then all Kendall can be like, you stole my idea. Mm. You stole my idea. And then he says, you're not a real person to Roman. Yeah, you're not a real person. And then Kendall says, and get them, get, get dad to stop spying on my kids. And Shiv then has a moment where she's like, what? And she decides to sort of use that to attack Roman with. And he sort of says, well, whose side are you on exactly. now? Exactly, they're now all, it's like a pack of lions and they, 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 they can just turn in a second and pounce on any other. Exactly, they're going to use any kind of information that they can as a weapon to just try and gain themselves like a tiny bit more respect back because and they've all lost so much. Exactly. But then Roman, before he says, you know, you're not a real person, says, you just can't bear to see me win. And exactly. it's true. Roman hasn't had a chance to shine. Totally. This is his episode to shine. Even though we actually dislike him in this episode and he's become, you know, uglier. Yeah. He, at the same time, has won. He has won because he's the only one that's willing to compromise. He's the only one that's willing to do the dirty work and is not so proud um, and he's the one that's kind of willing to humiliate himself and let a fucking guy piss on his phone in order to get the deal. Yeah. And he's done the dirty work for yeah, them. Yeah, totally. And then we have the, the 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 closing moment of this scene, and basically the episode is is Kendall <laughs> looking at Connor and be like, and no, 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 but no, you've forgotten that um, Roman pushes Kendall over. He pushes them over. Yeah, but don't we have to take your coke off before that? That's oh, that's afterwards. That's as he's wandering out. Oh my god, yeah. So we'd have Roman be like, "Are you gonna hit me? Mm. Are you gonna fucking hit me?" And um, and then he just sort of jokingly pats him on the shoulder too hard, and Kendall falls like a rag doll. Like, oh, so he doesn't push him? No, but like he he pushes him a little bit, but it's not like Roman was actively trying to push him onto the floor. He probably just thought that Kendall was gonna have a bit more fight to him. Shit, yeah. And he doesn't, and he just falls like a floppy dolly. And, and then it's Kendall so say, pathetic, and he starts off. crying. And then, and then he says to Connor as he leaves, take your fucking coat off. Oh my God. I totally get that because you want to blame. You would say that to me. I would say that to you. It's exactly like you. You say the same quavering voice. You would so say that to me. You you go for the tiny little things because they matter so much. Because it's about, look, you've hurt me in a huge way, but look at the small way that you've hurt me too. Um, But also the small ways add up. Yeah, exactly. And and that coat was a, he's Kendall, it was all about appearances for him tonight. And he wanted to be seen to have loads of friends and to be the cool guy. And just to be in control. To be in control in his treehouse, doing the deals. His loser older brother to take off his fucking coat. Um, And so then then we close with. No, um, Shiv and Tom are in the car on the way back. Shiv looks destroyed. Oh, yeah. 
Tom also looks destroyed because he hasn't had a high that he thought he was going to have. And she's like, do you want to go out? you want to go somewhere out, out? And she's like, actually, no, honey, I'm just going to, no, no, thank you, thank you. And then Tom tragically says, I might be out for a while. And then Shiv has a, a little moment on her face where she says, oh, yeah, he's going to fuck someone. Yeah. Or just this is over, really. No, like, I think she, I think it's the first time where she's like, yeah, he's going to, I'm fucked. He can now go off and fuck other people. He's not going to prison. Oh, yeah, he's going to go and fuck someone. It's just a moment where she's getting what she deserves because she was the one who wanted an open marriage. You know, she was the one to first of all set that se- sow that seed. So, oh, yeah, this is actually, she never thought it would happen. That's really she- interesting. I didn't think that that's what her look was saying at all. But I hadn't even remembered about the open marriage thing. My, I thought that her look was sort of, oh, fuck, this is it now. Because the whole prison thing, that was like an escape. That was an, uh, an excuse for why you know, their relationship wasn't great. But now that the prison thing has been taken away and they still have, like, a shitty relationship, I felt, I felt like her look was her resigning herself to that fate. Oh, no, but I you're totally, right. totally you, saw him be... saying, I, in the way that he said it, it was yeah. so loaded. Yeah. And I, it's, I, it's, I might it's, be it's, out I, I, You deserve this. Well, no, but it's also well. he, him crying. He wants his wife to come out with him. Yeah. She's saying no. He, he wants to somebody. celebrate the fact that he's not going to jail. Exactly. She doesn't give a shit. She hasn't even really acknowledged that he's not going to jail. She wants to go home. She's too consumed with herself. Exactly. exactly. He, is a, he is a partner. She's not. Yeah, totally. And then we end on Kendall in the fetal position. In a, in a cute little sort of cartoon duvet. Kind of, you know, symbolic of the fact that his, his birthday, the theme was the birth. Yeah. And now we end in him, you know, being looked after by a shitty girlfriend. Mm. Wrapped crying. up like a baby. Literally wrapped, wrapped up, like, up a like a baby. And she says, it's just a party. It was just a party. Yeah, but it wasn't just but a party. it wasn't just a party. It was a party for her. Yeah. But not for him. No, it was a wake up call for him, wasn't it? It was. Well, good job. Good job. I think we were both a little bit how, spaced how out you, for that one. What, would you say this was one of your favourites? or Definitely. I think that this episode was really um, enjoyable. I think this is one of my favorites. This was I just, one of my favorites I of this am, season. Not to be, you know, negative, but I cannot wait to watch this again and not have to make notes. It's because, always way better watching yeah, it the second time. Because I, I, it's so detailed and dense and it, there's so many amazing lines. Just like to watch it again and not to worry about, oh, they said this, they said that. Because the fact that we have now studied it in yeah. like, Geek, geeky geeky detail it means it's so nice to watch it the second time round because now we understand it's like we've reading we've read york notes exactly we've written our own york like. notes that's for succession like. that is what it feels like we should write a succession york notes yeah <laughs> that's what we should do we don't have that time but we have that ambition <laughs> thank you so much for watching see you next week so there's only you know this is a nine episode series there's not ten bloody yes yeah, so there's only two more episodes my goodness. So you can only enjoy this for two more episodes, okay? And, and, uh, don't you enjoy it. Don't you enjoy it. But I reckon people will come back to us and watch it when they watch Succession. I don't oh, think definitely. that... definitely. You know, we know that it's not, you know, been the, the viewing numbers we thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> this is for us. This is a passion project. This podge. is a passion project. This is a passion project. I have, you know, copious pieces of paper now with my notes on. What the fuck am I going to do with them? I love that we just... <laughs> I just like no no no, it's fine tell me go on tell me no no I just I just think it's so funny that like we we, (laughs) every single episode we're like we know that you don't like this but we're gonna keep doing it I think it's just it's worth it for us just to have you know something that is you know something to keep us going 
it just makes me forget about how shit life is yeah, for a bit. Yeah, it does. Me too. It, it really is an does. alleviation. It also makes me feel like I've gone back to school because I have to take notes in something. Yeah. And I enjoy being like academic and I'm like, mm. I might I mean, my notes are never that great, but still. No, but I think it, it genuinely is an alleviation from thinking about us for a bit. Mm. It's nice. Mm. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for watching. See you next week. Bye. Thank you.